Hello, I'm Felicia Vereen, always known as Fee. Hey, Fee, and I'm your girl, Sharita Three, better known as Red. And, and we, we are Inspire Her, the Total Woman Podcast, a new podcast all about uplifting you. Yeah. Because, friends, face it, you are awesome. We'll be chatting up about topics we love to talk about, all the things we as women must juggle every day and the issues we complain about. Who's listening? We'll chat about the struggle, the job, Mm -hmm. and about him. Mm. You know who we're talking about. That boo, husband, boyfriend, ex, whatever you're calling them today. Mm. Our lovely hellions. I mean, kids. Our angels. But seriously, friends, life happens, and we don't always get a chance to talk about it. We take it on the chin, and we keep it moving. Because that's what we were told to do. Yep. But here on Inspire Her, the Total Woman podcast with Red and C, we are the friends you love to hang out with. We are here to inspire her, the Total Woman. Yay. Why that never gets old to me? I love that intro. Because we are, we are not a new podcast anymore, oh. guys. It's been a year. We are one year old. Wow. Guys, I'm going to get Sharita a sound machine for our birthday. Yay. You know, Listen, like guys, we are one year old. Did you think we was going to be still doing it after a year? No, but I enjoy doing it. I love doing it. Like, no. I mean. You didn't think we were going to last a year? I mean, I knew we were going to last a year. I can't believe it's been a year. Maybe that's what I meant to say. I can't believe oh, it's yeah. been a year all that ready. I guess when you like something that's and you enjoy. Yeah, when you like something and you enjoy doing something, it's like, you know, it's, you don't really think about the time. You just do it. Well, we got Girl. some things yes. planned. In 2023, we're going gonna, we gonna, we gonna to level up just a little bit more. See mm-hmm. how we so. Yeah. Hey guys. How y'all doing? <laughs> how you doing? Can y'all hear me? Oh. Hey, beautiful. How are you? Hey. Hey, hey, back at you. What's yeah. good? Just chatting with the people. Um, and we're happy to have you. We can talk about some some stuff that people need to know today. For yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. It's still February. We we gotta still gotta have a Black History moment. <laughs> you know, for some reason, I feel like this February is taking a long time. Normally, <laughs> I thought the same thing earlier. <laughs> like, Normally, oh flies by. <laughs> like, wow, this this February is going by pretty slow, but it's been good. It's yeah. been good. The weather's been crazy. I was just telling Vitar that the, it's eighty degrees here in Richmond. Yeah, I know. And tomorrow to be fifty. Exactly. <laughs> well, where are you, Felicia? I'm in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, okay. I am, and the weather here is is follows behind Florida, so I'm all okay. Good. Okay. Am yeah. I'm all good. Um. So today we're going to talk about key steps to buying a home. And really, I want to add on there in this market, because this market is crazy. Yes. I don't know. What's, I looked at my 401k. I wanted to cry. I want to scream out, Lord Jesus, at work today. <laughs> oh, my God. What, what is going on? Like, are we in a recession yet? Are we in one or are we headed to one? Well, they're saying they keep saying that we are going into a recession. They don't want to say it because I think they don't want to panic everybody. So I mean, one K told me I'm in a right. recession. Wow! Right. Right. I don't right. eggs and milk and groceries. Are you feel like you're in a recession? Everything seems to be overly expensive for no real reason. Exactly the pandemic. <laughs> recouping some of that money from the all of stimulus checks that everybody got and you know all the rent that's stuff you know what that's how they're getting it back right they like, for, for two years they didn't get yeah. any money so they're like okay y'all back to work now let me hit y'all in the pocket yeah you know what it's you know once you start putting things into perspective and thinking about it 
all that time they were giving. Well, I didn't get no money, but giving people money. <laughs> but um, I got one one check for thirty five. Was it thirty five between three thousand and thirty five hundred? And they just sent that to me. I didn't even apply, so I'm like. Mm -hmm. If you file taxes and you were in a service that first year, anybody got it. And then all right. the businesses they gave money, they halt on the student loans. So yeah, they need to recoup that money. But my yeah. thing is, you sending all that money to Ukraine, then you know you can help the folk over here. Like why are our stuff just ridiculous? But anyway, that's not why you're on here. Uh, that's a whole nother, We could go on a whole other tangent I about know, that. Right? Let oh, me do my Black History fact real quick. So did y'all know that the NAACP was founded on February 12, 1909? Oh. I did not know that. Mm -mm. And this is not Black history, but it's the centennial birth anniversary. It was a centennial anniversary uh, of um, Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Because they claim did so much for us back then. Mm -hmm. They wanted to memorize. When my back is memorialize him. Anyway, that's my Black History moment today. When okay. my is Tanya, <laughs> stop being silly. Tanya T.T. Wallace was the first Black woman to sell a hundred dollars in food steps for fifty dollars in cash. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> you supposed what? to take black history month, even though I'm black every month. But right. Every day of every month. Yeah. That's right. Well I guess I didn't know I needed to have one, but I do I guess I could pull one out. I had a um we had a meeting yesterday, a Zoom meeting and we met the first black realtor ever in the US. Wow. Yes. How old were yes. they? He was, I think he was about 70. Wow. And wow. he was, I mean, he is like still, I mean, he's not in real estate anymore. He does mortgages now, but he's still spry. He's still, mm. I mean, mm. has multiple businesses and you know, he was just telling us about his experience, like back then when he wanted to be an um, an agent, you had to get somebody to sponsor you. Wow. So, since there were no black realtors, he had to go to a white person to ask to be sponsored. And, you know, he got kept getting turned down, turned down. And he was raised by a white family. He was raised by a Jewish uh, family. And so his dad, spent $5,000 to give this guy, this white guy to have him sponsor him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to get a license. Oh, wow. Isn't that something? That is something. It's like, really, I mean, well, it's amazing that he was able to come and talk to y'all and, and then give y'all some motivation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really nice to hear from him and thank, you know, thanking him for paving the way. For being the first to be brave enough to um to even think about that. Wow. Well, tell us a little bit about you and your business and how long you've been a realtor. We know Tara from way back, probably middle school. I know Tara since middle school. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you, what you do, how long you've been a realtor. Let's see. I got my license in 06 hmm. when, mm -hmm, when the market was good really good really quickly and then it went down like two years later oh hey yeah i remember that yeah and so i started as a buyer's agent yeah and you know it was kind of like it was about a year ago it was kind of mm -hmm. like that and um yeah i started as a buyer's agent for another agent in my in the office and you know, after a few months, I could see that I didn't want to just be a buyer's agent because I wasn't making a lot of money. I was making some money, but I thought to myself, if I could do this for him, I could do this for me. What is and a buyer's agent? So, well, you don't work for work with buyers. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So you have a um, a listing agent, the person who puts it on the market, mm -hmm. and then People if I have a buyer, then I'm okay. the buyer's agent. Gotcha. Right. And so I was doing all that work for him and getting like 30% of the commission. 
I mean, granted, he would give me the lead to take out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, quickly I saw that this is, I'm not going to be doing this for much longer and decided to break away from him and start being a listing agent. Okay. So fast forward to 2023. Ooh, sounds like a long time. Yeah. I've been in the business a long time. Some good years, some bad, not so good years, some very lean years. I remember one year, God, I, I think I only made like $15,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was married then, so. <laughs> you had your own firm? or you like, how did you work? How did you do that? I was married. So, I mean, my money was just kind of like extra money, you know, for vacations and stuff like that. But um, what, what was your question, Sharita? I was asking you, do you work for a realtor agency or do you are you your own independent agent? So my um, agency is Keller Williams. Okay. That's where I hang my license. Um I don't have my broker's license, which is something that I'm toying around with getting, mm-hmm. but I'm not too sure. So we'll see, because with that comes responsibilities of managing other agents and keeping them, keeping them, you know, active and, and making money. That's what a broker's job really is to do. Okay. So what is the first thing that a buyer should do before moving forward with the process of purchasing a home? Talk to a lender first. Hmm. That should be the first step because you can't buy a home until you know how much you can afford. Hmm. Okay. So, so that's- once, yeah, once you get that that number and know what you need to do, whether it's fix your credit, um, you know, pay down some debt to get a better a higher score, mm-hmm. the lender is essentially the only person who can tell you that unless you, you know, working with cash, but then you don't have to have a lender. Right. So when they, if they do the reverse and they contact you first, do you have like a list of mortgage companies that you can refer them to? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've developed relationships with, you know, different lenders, Some um, deal with people with, you know, not so good credit to get them to be mm-hmm. decent. And then I have those who are just a, a clients who come out the gate, that, you know, that have money and have the credit. So I might refer them to a different lender, depending on what the needs are. Is one so more important than the, Go ahead. I was just asking, is one more important than the other? Like, is credit more important than having the money or like having your down payment? You got good credit, you don't have the down payment. Or you got the down payment, but you don't have good credit. You need, you need them both, you need honestly. You need them both. Yeah. And I mean, and right now is a great time because first, the, the focus is on first time home buyers now. And so Fannie and Freddie have come out with some really good um, programs for first time home buyers mm-hmm. to get that market moving. You know, those people were the ones that were affected the most in the last two years who couldn't get into a home because they probably could get the loan, but they couldn't compete with people who had money to put down mm-hmm. or, you know, could go conventional versus FHA. Mm-hmm. So now the second tier market is kind of slowed down. And the first home time, first time home buyer market is what they're really focusing on now. Right. Okay. So what's what's the credit um, score now? What's, for know, a first time home buyer, well, it depends. So you could be anywhere from about a five eighty to a six twenty. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. If you're a first time home buyer, yep, you sure can. But are and you, you going to get a higher interest rate? You know. No, because you typically, if you're a first-time home buyer, you're going to go FHA, mm-hmm. and FHA is uh, like three. It used to be three and a half percent. Now they've reduced that to three percent. Wow, the down payment is three percent. Three percent. Wow. That's why I'm saying it's really the year for first-time home buyers because they're really pushing, you know, um, pushing for that because those are those people who got left out and you know were marginalized that they couldn't play in last year's market. And so mm-hmm. now with not a lot of inventory, of course there's not a lot of inventory. So you don't have as many buyers, you know, looking to buy. Wow. And can you explain the difference between a conventional and an FHA? I, mm-hmm. I know the answers, but a lot of people might not know. We know the answers, but our audience, they may not know. So yeah, sure. FHA is a federally backed loan by Freddie and Fannie, Fannie Mae. Mm-hmm. And so there are different parameters when you have an FHA loan. 
uh, in terms of the property. It has to pass a FHA inspection um, separate from your regular home inspection. So there are certain things that the government want to make sure that you're not buying a piece of crap, you know, like you got broken windows or, you know, issues with your house because they don't want to fund fund the house and it's, you know, falling down around your ears. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, the thing with FHA. And a lot of times sellers are a little squeamish about getting the FHA buyer mm-hmm. to buy their home because of that reason, because, the, you know, the FHA inspector might come back and say, oh, you need to paint all these windows because the 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 paint is chipping off or, mm-hmm. you know, you need to replace that, fix that hole in the wall. You know, sometimes, you know, properties might have a hole in the wall for whatever reason, but FHA won't allow that. And so for that reason, you know, when FHA is attached to a property, a lot of people don't know this, that FHA number that goes along with your um, loan stays Mm -hmm. with that property for six months. Oh, wow. So if another, say, say somebody writes an offer and then they say, well, no, I'm not making those repairs and that offer goes away, another FHA buyer comes along they still have to make those same repairs because it's tied to that house. Oh, okay. So no matter what, if it's already documented in the FHA database that this property has this list of issues with it, they're not just going to sell it to the next person that may also have an FHA loan. Now, if a conventional person comes along, then they can buy it. But if another FHA person comes along, then it's, they still have to to take care of those issues. Wow, we had a question. Um, Candy said, "Hey y'all," and they also provide down payment assistance, right? Do any of them offer down payment assistance with the first time home buyers? Yeah, so it depends on the um, depends on your income level and the amount of people in your house. So if it's four people living in a house, it's eighty k. And it, well, you have to combine not make more than eighty k, and they give you fifteen thousand dollars down payment assistance. Oh shoot, that's good. Mm-hmm. If it's two people living in the house, it's sixty six k, and they give you twelve thousand um, dollars down payment assistance. Wow. So is it still like mm-hmm. a seller's market, or is more of a buyer's market now? We're we're kind of right on the cuffs right now i mean we still have longer days on market um in terms of a, a seller property so mm-hmm. it's not a it, it it can flip really quickly it depending on what the rates do so right. the rates keep going yeah so rates are kind of going down now they've been seesawing the last couple of last couple of weeks right now fha is at 5.875 wow and, um yeah and so um, conventional is more closer to seven percent so almost a yeah. whole percent more so that makes a huge difference in it what does. Your mortgage payment is I right mean, over 30 years so are the high interest rates are they deterring people from um wanting to buy not really i mean because you gotta think about it historically i mean rates have been this they're still low they're still low. I mean, we think they're higher because mm-hmm. they've been in the fours and fives for, you know, such a long time. Right. But, you know, in the 80s and 70s, interest rates were 13, 15, 18 oh, wow. percent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so we've been spoiled. I mean, I guess technically for a while because interest rates have been so low. And now that they've crept up a little bit, people think, oh, my God, interest rates are so high. But they're relative to the whole, you know, timeline that rates have been in existence, they're still fairly low. I know during COVID, you could, I mean, because a ton of people around here were refinancing. Mm-hmm. 2%. Like, it was- 2%, yeah. I had clients with 2% um, mortgages. Wow. I tell them now, do not refi. I mean, no. hold on to that property. You know, worst case scenario, pull money out because you probably got equity built into mm-hmm. your house. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something else, you know, buy something else, pull that equity out and keep that interest rate, um, you know, on that property. So and sometimes that rate is even um, um, transferable. So if you if that rate is a transferable rate and you want to sell it. Somebody can qualify for your same rate, which makes 
your property more advantageous to them if they wanted to buy it. Why? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just ask the buyer, ask the, the seller, is their rate um, transferable? Hmm. Wow. And as long as they can qualify for it, they can get it. I know this is the first, I know we're talking about first time buyers, but if I buy something else, I guess I'd be a third time buyer. But uh, a first time home buyer is anyone who hasn't owned a home in the last three years. Oh, really? So, mm-hmm. so you, you can requalify as a first time buyer. Right. But you can't have owned a house in the last three years. Wow. I didn't know that Who either. But once I own the house, at some point, I'm no longer a first-time buyer. Yeah. Well, if you sell that house, right, and then you don't own anything for three years, now you're a first-time home buyer again. Wow. I did not know that. Me. Now, if you are, and I just want to ask this quick question, we can go back to first-time buyer. If you refund, not refund, well, if you pull money out, I don't know. I've never pulled any money out of my equity. Um, and so how does that work? I'm, what, I'm, a refund? Or a HELOC. A home HELOC. I was gonna, uh, or, or you could get a line of credit, mm-hmm. a, um, equity line of credit, which is probably what you, if you have a good rate, you don't want to refinance that. You would want to get a, a lot of credit to be able to use on your house. Now, people will try and get you to, lenders will try and get you to refi because that's where they make their money. Yeah. But if your rate is good, especially with the fluctuation of what rates are now, yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. If you're looking to get equity out of your house, get that line of credit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right. Are there any areas that are hot right now that you see houses moving in the Richmond, Chester, Henrico, you know, central area, central Virginia area? It just depends. It just kind of depends where it is. Um, The fan for sure, because the fan is always in demand. So that moves really quickly. Um, It it depends on how far properties are away. Um, If it's on the outskirts of, you know, the surrounding areas. They're probably they're not moving as quickly as they are to more centrally located toward closer to the city. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I won't say like Brandemil, like Woodlake, mm-hmm. like that area. Yes, that's really popular. So it depends okay. on kind of like what the schools are, too. So if they're a good yeah. school and it's not a lot of inventory, those go really quickly. Mm. Like I just listed a house. Well, originally listed last week. We took it off for two days. I put it back on the market today, and I got three three requests for showings. Oh wow! So hopefully, one of those three showings will result in an offer or multiple offers. And that that house was off of Perm Road near um, Hungary, the mm-hmm. Woodman Hermitage mm-hmm. Road area. Yeah. So it, it just depends on where. Where it is, and you got houses that are way out in, you know, Spotsylvania and Louisa that you know might sit longer because who wants to live out there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, it's all just depends. I know here in Savannah we're a tourist town, so and we're right by the water, and um, there's a lot of areas like in inner city Savannah that are being that are. Uh, and I hate to see it, but that are were black neighborhoods, and now you see them coming in and even gentrifying mm-hmm, for houses that these people own, big, beautiful houses like the ones I grew up in in, in Highland Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and then slowly but surely, you'll see the houses, the people they're not taking care of them, they're mm-hmm. not, you know, they're kind of like falling apart, and then you know. Somebody offers them some money, and they go. That's where the market is kind of leading to right now because there's not a lot of re like the move up buyer isn't really moving right now. So, and there's not a lot of property available because builders are behind on production. Like, there was a time where about 10 years where builders weren't building because they didn't have the money to build. And so, from 2006 to around 2000 and uh, 2002 to 2006. There was four million dollar, um, four million units undersold or not built to keep wow. up with the pace of 
you know, people moving, living, being born, dying, all that kind of stuff. So we're behind, and that's why we are where we are now in terms of not enough um, inventory for places for people to live. And it seems like the older population is trending toward moving into assisted living. So 10% of, of, of that market is going to be the market for this year. Split mm-hmm. levels, they're coming back. Tri levels, you know, those are the, the houses that people are looking for for multi generational usage. So, mom and dad can come in and live downstairs, mm-hmm. and y'all can live upstairs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of houses don't have that, you know, floor plan. So, they're going back to the old floor plans of the split levels and the, uh, the tri levels. So, I see a lot of older people selling or their heirs or children now are mm-hmm. selling those homes. Well, here it seems like the condos and the townhomes are pretty popular too. Like they're building a lot, especially in the uh, area and you know everything you see new is probably a townhouse or going up. Yep. You don't see communities going out anymore because mm-hmm. there's no more space. Like where do you go and still be close to everything? Right. You know? Right. Because people don't want to move way out. They want to be closer into the to, but there's no land to build anything. So you're either tearing down old houses and rebuilding, which happens all the time in the city, mm-hmm. or you're getting a, a, a condo or a townhouse because that's what's new. If you want new, that's what, what you have to do right now. Right. So when people come to you, do they typically know what they want in a house, what they're looking for? They have an idea. They they, okay. they don't have an idea of like square footage, but they know, you know, they need four bedrooms. They would prefer two and a half baths or whatever like that. And typically school systems drive where they want to be. Right. That makes sense. I know when I moved here, I rented a house first in the neighborhood. And then I rode around and finally... I think I was stalking this one lady's house, but she was because <laughs> she had a for sale sign up at first, and then after a while, she took it down. And um, and I think she decided to sell after I bought this house. But I noticed people are starting to call me, and I, I'm like, is this a scam or do people actually do this? Because they call they all the time. Because there's no that's there's no yeah. inventory. That's why people are calling. They're trying to find properties to, yes, yes. And you're going to get robocalls and everything mm-hmm. just because they're trying to find people who want to sell their homes um, and either they, you know, lived in them a long time and they can see where they can make some money because they, because your, your information is public mm-hmm. in terms of what you pay for the house, what you, if you've refied it, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So they look and see if there's equity in your house. And see if you, you know, you want to sell without, you know, dealing with a realtor because, you know, once you sell it, if you put it on an open market, you're paying, you know, brokerage fees and things like that. Mm -hmm. So usually they come in and say, well, we can offer you this. If you were to put it on the market yourself, you would be paying a realtor X amount of dollars versus just selling to them directly. Yeah, I mean, one guy, we had. I mean, because our area now here in Savannah, they build it up so much. Well, actually, I live in Pooler by the airport, but they build it up so much. I can literally walk to the outlet, store, restaurants. <laughs> you can have a golf cart. I wish they would give us golf cart lanes because you can just drive a golf cart right to everything. And it was a one guy. He was walking around the neighborhood asking. Asking. Mm-hmm. Just knocking on the door saying who want to sell. Knocking on the door saying, um, my name is such and such. Um, he was, they were, um, I don't know if they were, I guess they were realtors, but they, they were, um, uh, I don't know what you call them. Like they, um, wholesale buyers. Wholesalers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, lots of wholesalers. I thought, I, and I thought it was a scam, but my cousin is, um, around the street and he said no he sat down and talked to him just to see you know what it was all about right and, uh, it was legit yeah. yeah 
I mean, it's just that's what I'm saying. We're behind. We're like that. Those four million units that didn't get built during that time, we are we are so behind. Wow. Like we can't even catch catch up. We're so behind. Wow. And heaven forbid another pandemic come through because <laughs> it it would decimate us, um, our economy, if that's the case. I think so too. That's why they push so hard to get back out there. Natalia, mm-hmm. what's that? apart from any other realtor like why would i want to choose tara as my realtor to to well because i'm, I'm awesome like <laughs> what how, that's like a no-brainer like, no but for real i mean for me i a lot of my clients become my friends and so i only deal with people that i have good energy with and then people mm-hmm. refer me, people like them. Okay. So I feel like a lot of my people are in my sphere that are closer to me, if that makes sense. You know they what I mean? So huh? we gravitate toward each other. And so they can see that, you know, I have their best interests at heart. I'm going to tell them, you know, real a realistic picture. Mm-hmm. I don't fluff anything. I, you know, I tell the truth. All every single thing that comes out of my mouth because I don't want to come back later and someone says, well, you said this and you said that. No, remember when we sat down, this is what we talked about and this is what I told you you could expect. So some people don't believe that and you just, you know, I'm just real. I just tell it like it is. Whether like, I don't like people, don't not let them, but I caution them against spending more than what they probably should spend because you don't you don't want to be house broke a lot of people are house broke i know some people that's house broke can't do nothing do you think exactly it's gonna catch up to people because they think yep. okay once it's crashed a lot of people gonna be losing their home they got into this hot market and pay you know with the bidding wars they pay way more for their house than what it was worth yeah, you know, I don't think it's gonna crash. You you kind of referencing like oh uh, eight. Yeah, when, kind of, well, a lot of people gonna end up losing their homes because they got into these homes that were maybe worth less than what they paid for because people right right right. A lot of the oh eight thing stuff happened because people were getting a lot of junk loans and no doc loans, meaning that you didn't have to provide. A taxes, you didn't have to provide statements, you know, it was just based on your credit. And if your credit score was good, they would give you almost anything you wanted. So, well, I feel like people did overpay last year. They're, if they stay in their home long enough, then it'll eventually catch up, right? Like, if you think you want to sell in three years, no. Four years, no. Five years, no. So, then I think that will be an issue if people try to get out of those quicker than when the market is, you know, willing to catch up with. And so the market typically performs four percent, four percent growth year after year, year over year. Mm-hmm. So if you keep up, keep on that trend and don't refi, don't take money out, then your property should accrue value at four percent each year. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like there's some quick math you can do, you know, if you're in your house and you haven't done anything, and you say, okay, well, four percent each year, how, how does my equity look, but if you, you know, if you know, in four year, for every year that you pay too much, and you go, oh well, I can't move this year because it ain't caught up yet. Right. So you just right. kind of have to do that quick math and see where you are every year at that four percent. So if you, if you, um, you're with a first time buyer, say me and you are, I picked you to be my real estate agent, and we go to a house, and I really like the house, but you just see that it's you know, you realtors can kind of see if something is poorly built or uh-huh. shoddy work, you know, and it's listed with your agency. Are you going to tell the person, hey, I probably wouldn't buy this or, you know. Oh, I- yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look for certain things. I mean, the big things like cracks in the cracks in the foundation. Like you need to see what that looks like. And if I know that this crack means there are structural issues, I'm going to say this house might have structural issues. We might need to get an engineer to look at it to see what the stability is of the foundation. I mean, if you really like the house and you say, well, I really like the house. Okay, well, let's look at the look at get an engineer in here. 
let them see if you know there's anything that could compromise the integrity of the foundation. If they say all you need to do is run a steel beam, you know, in this spot to support mm-hmm. that, then that might be you know a compromise for you. That okay, well, this has an issue. We can't fix it because no house is perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no I know a whole neighborhood up in no time. And I was like, I wouldn't move in there to save my life. Mm-hmm. What, what what happened? They threw this neighborhood up in no time. Oh. And they had a ton of, and they had, they have, um, um, they're not tiny houses, but they're um, smaller single family homes. Uh-huh. Full lower income. Uh-huh. And the whole neighborhood is. And they okay. threw up so quick. I was like, well, sometimes that's all people, you know, that's sometimes, unfortunately, all people can can do to get a house. And if it's a, you know, your your first house and if it's new construction, I mean, at least it's going to last for the first 10 years. Right. Yeah. You know, and you got yeah. your warranty. You got your home warranty that the builder is going to give you for at least two years. Mm. Right. And then you can always get an extended warranty that will cover like your foundation, your roof things like that in case they break. And, it's, you know, that's like $500 a year for a home warranty. So that gives you a little bit peace of mind. Last year they sued the builder. Oh, wow. Apart. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was so do you have a lot of first-time buyers that um, opt for a new build? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times that's the only way they can get a house, yeah. especially in the last market because you know, they couldn't compete with the resales. They couldn't go up 30,000. They couldn't waive right. inspection. Right. You know, those are things a first time home buyer, I wouldn't, I, I would not suggest that you waive an inspection because, mm-hmm. you know, most home buyers are just getting enough money together to get in the house. You don't want to have to get in the house. Then you got to re- replace the HVAC system because you didn't know that it was on its last leg. Mm. Or the roof is leaking, and now you got to replace the roof because you use all your money to get in the house. So, and yeah, so a uh, house, um, a new construction house, in that sense, would be the better deal for, you know, a first-time home buyer. And usually, they can wait, like you know, they usually stay with family or you know mm-hmm. something like that to save up money so they can get the house. So it's a better, you know, a better option for them. So you you talked about being house poor, and we've heard that term before. How much of your annual salary, what percentage should be towards your mortgage? Like, how much of your annual salary should your mortgage be? Well, the lenders will tell you you can go up as high as 35%. Really? uh, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 35%. Personally, I wouldn't recommend that. But a good a good rule of thumb is around twenty eight percent. Okay. Yeah, twenty eight percent of your income. Okay, that's good to know. A lot of people yeah. Are like, yeah. Okay. I get whatever you say I can get. If I can get six hundred, let me find a six hundred thousand dollar house. Right. <laughs> and so that was kind of the strategy that I mean, unfortunately, a lot of us had to use if. Like say someone was buying, they could afford six hundred, but they really wanted to stay around five twenty five or something like mm-hmm. that. They would have to go up closer to the six hundred that they were approved for to be able to get the house. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not a lot out there now. You know, it's not like, have about five homes, and then everything else is new construction. New construction. So if you can wait, <laughs> you know. And ask, you know, kind of the way to go, and depending on where you want to be, new construction is is the way to go. But then with supply chain issues, that has been a delay, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can't get all the products and things they need to build the house. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're slowly coming out of that, but there are still some um, supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. So if it was a number, it may be um, appliances. Appliances, yeah. Mm-hmm. Appliances, yep. Stoves yeah. weren't being put in because you know, mm-hmm. like we just can't get a stove or can't get a dishwasher or and you know that right. holds up the process. Okay, we learned a lot living here because we're yeah. we're in a port city, 
So a lot of that stuff that these builders and stuff need comes on these ships through our city. Uh-huh. Um, uh, one of the captains came and spoke to some of our boys at my school and he was telling them, you know, he, he, um, it's like pilots. There's not enough pilots out there anymore. That's why people are getting stuck and grounded. Well, these uh-huh. ships are being ported because they don't have any, enough captains out here mm-hmm. that that want to drive whatever these ships. So you're not getting the stuff that you need. And right. Because creating it, they're not. They're backing up, so they're not creating enough stuff. Is what is what he was saying. And it's like, this supply chain is crazy how this stuff happens. It is trickle down. Mm. It is. And we had two, we had, it was two ships, I think I heard. I don't know if it was here or Louisiana. And one had to wait out at sea because the one that came, um, it was something about some kind of, I don't know whether it was Corona or something that they had on the ship that they couldn't take the stuff yeah. off of the ship because oh, nobody wow. won the ship. So no other ships could come in. And it was crazy. Wow. It, any one thing that happens can mess us up. Right. But what, but what, my question is, what was happening before? I, you, you know, things didn't run perfectly, I'm sure, pre-COVID. Right. You People weren't so, as much because what girl everything has changed since covid <laughs> it has if you cough people looking at you like no <laughs> sneeze oh my god i sneezed at the walmart the other day and the lady the lady almost ran on the aisle i was like <laughs> i was like ma'am it's not I, I don't have anything i think i'm it's dust or something you know right something. right you know, she almost ran out the aisle. <laughs> I think she called my name. I'm not sure. Lord Jesus, she she did too much. Now I do. I will give you a side look, but I won't do all of that. Right? It's just like cover your mouth, like exactly. you know, cover your mouth. And I'm trying not to be that person, but hey, are y'all still masking up? I I wear my mask in some places. Some places. Check on stores and stuff. I'll definitely have it on. Yeah. Just try to keep my distance from people. I was in New York last week. There's no way you can be distant from anybody in New York. So Mm -hmm. I just was like, forget it. I was just out there with with the billion people walking, (laughs) walking. But now it's just like having a cold, or you know. The cold now, especially if you've been vaccinated and stuff. So right, yeah. Now it's like you, if you get it, you stay at home five days. If you have symptoms, if you don't have symptoms, wear a mask. Come right, out. right. Basically, I'm like, wow. I will wear it on a plane though. I just don't like the air on oh, the plane. Oh yeah, definitely. Plane, it's too close. They say it's a lot of circulation, but and that circulating the air, yeah, yeah. I wear it on the plane. I wear it on the train, plane and train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been great, Tara. Can you tell everybody how to reach you? Oh, sure. Um, you can reach me. Um, well, my cell is 804-317-5438. Um, my website is um, yourperfectwayhome.com. And, you know, you can contact me through my website or um, my uh, Facebook page, Tara Kelly um, Real Estate. Let me ask you one other question. Are you, like, for instance, if I'm... If I'm here in Savannah and and I'm looking at buying, maybe I want to buy some rental homes in Richmond. Um, are you the person to talk to about that as well? Absolutely. I have um, buyers agents. I have a team. It's me. I have um, two buyers agents, a transaction coordinator, and a marketing director. So um, my buyers agents typically work with my buyers, and I typically work with you know sellers, but depending on, you know, who's available, we all just jump in. Okay. Yeah. Do you manage real, real, um, shoot, rental properties? Do you manage rental properties? I do. And I'm about to, I have a, a nice portfolio of properties that I manage and I'm about to start my own property management oh. company so oh, that's- that that could go, you know, to that person and I don't want to deal with that anymore. Yeah. So right now I manage about 15, 15 properties. 
Oh, that's awesome. I'm here in Savannah. I don't know what's going on. I would need somebody to. Right. I'm looking at, I'm looking at one house. <laughs> and I'm going to make that Good girl. Start. I'm going to make that girl move out my grandma's house. Oh, God. Um, I'm, I'm a stalker. And I'm just joking. <laughs> I didn't hear me say that. No, you recorded now. That's on tape. I did not say that. So do you yeah, have to want to share? Um, that I want to share. So uh, my listing I just I put on the market. So that's it's pretty neat. Like I was telling you, the split level, um, four bedrooms, three baths, three thousand square feet on about uh, almost a whole acre. Wow. I'm um, just listed it for three ninety nine, three ninety five. That's and cheap. So, yeah. So we're having um what. We not an open house, but I'm going to have a public unveiling um, Saturday. But I am taking private appointments prior to if someone really needed to see it before Saturday. So and that and then I have another one coming that's in the fan that's going to need a little bit of work. That one's going to be three twenty five, and that's right in Jackson Ward area, Carver area. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, those prop that's a great location actually. Um, yeah. I tried to get actually tried to get the the person to keep it and rent it out as an Airbnb. I'm like, you can make more money. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, no, I want to sell it. I'm like, I don't mind taking your money, but I'm trying to help you build generational right. wealth. Like, why would you sell this? But people don't listen. People, and don't, listen. people don't want to have to deal with what comes with all of that. I it guess. is. Yeah. Being mm-hmm. a landlord can be a lot. But yeah, yeah. Landlord, I just want to have a house and have you be a landlord and call me if something need to be fixed. That's right. <laughs> That's basically how. I want. Yeah. Something to fix, and that's it. Yeah, but couldn't convince them. So hey, it's not my house. But if it were my property, I would Airbnb that bad boy so quick and make so much money. Mm-hmm. But not everybody has the, you know, wherewithal to do that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah so um, thank you, thank you guys for having thank me. I appreciate you. it, and this was fun. Yeah, Lately, um, we have we <laughs> we haven't met that time at all, you know. So thank you for coming in and getting right to the point and helping us let people know the key steps to being a first time home buyer and how to be a first time home buyer again. If mm-hmm. you know that, I did not know. I did so not I just, know that either. Yeah. If you haven't um, owned it for three years, haven't owned a house with any property for three years, you're a first time home buyer again. Wow. Did not know that. I don't qualify, but that's good information for people to know. Um, and I can help anybody anywhere. So, you know, with Keller Williams, um, we have offices all over the U.S. Well, all over the world, actually. And so if, you know, you know somebody who, you know, in Savannah who might be looking for an agent, they don't have, they're not married to anybody that, you know, they have to have as their realtor. Um, I can help anybody anywhere. So wherever they're moving. Oh, that's good to know. Good to know. Yep. That is that is very good to know. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank really. you. You're welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. Y'all have a good Bye-bye. evening. You All too. right. First one, huh? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We are excited. I'm excited about um about um a potential that I see. Yeah, that was good information. It's a lot of information I did not know. I did too. I like I said, I did not know you could be a first time home buyer all over again. Mm-hmm. But this was a good um informative session. I, I liked it. It was, it was. You can she can um help me out wherever I am. Cause you know what? Some real estate agents, the one that I had, she was trustworthy, but some some real estate agents, some of them don't, don't seem too trustworthy. Mm-hmm. One thing you said was about the energy. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, the energy and 
I don't feel like you're trying to sell me into anything. Mm-hmm. You need somebody that's on your side, definitely, in the housing market. Absolutely. Okay, so what we got next week before we roll on out? What'd you say? I'm sorry, I hear you. I said, what do we have next week before we roll on out? Do we have... Um... I'm I'm working on something. I, I'm gonna keep that a secret until okay. Next. Okay. I'm working, I'm working on. So it's not gonna be as dramatic as the last one. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we always know that was good. We still got a lot of feedback from that one. Yeah, people still telling me, "Well, you should you should give them a chance." Mm-hmm. Be like that ship has sailed. We good as friends. That's how it is. We clear a lot of air. Gone. And so our our secret producer is reminding me, for those of you who will see this uh, uh, podcast video episode Mm -hmm. in the future, please like, please like. Yes, like and share. Like and share, because, you know, we're we're trying to do something that, um, that, you know, means a lot to us. We want to inspire women. We want to inspire you to do whatever it is that you want to do buy a home um find that love again mm-hmm. start a business all kinds of stuff so like and share it if we can continue to do this if we can continue to inspire people that that is all that we wish to do absolutely i will tell you a little a little something that i'm working on she doesn't even notice yet we may have the opportunity in the future to go on a little tour. Mm, okay. Somebody um, in my ear and they like what we're doing. So okay. we, might, we might go on a just a little tour. Just a little I'm tour. I'm game. I'm game. Stay tuned and you will hear something very soon. If, if all goes good. So pray for us. If all goes good. You'll hear something very soon. That's all I have. Yeah. So that sounds good. Well, we will say good night and we will see you all next week. Next we week. We are here to inspire her, the total woman. Yay. Yay.